What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. everyone and welcome into wake and take it's your boy jason and i'm joined today with a very special guest bradley how are you doing today i'm great ready to jump into some things this morning we're actually pre-recording in the night so if i start yawning it's just the real but jason it's an absolute pleasure joining you tonight this morning on wake and take <laughs> happy to be here and uh talk some fancy football with you yeah, for sure. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be previewing some some uh, stuff going on behind the scenes of Player Profiler. But then, of course, just kind of talking about everything that's going on this, this offseason, this dynasty in-season right now. All the hot topics, all the players you want to hear about, we're going to discuss those. And then we're going to cap the show off with some players that, you know, situations are either going to improve or get worse this offseason. Some speculation there as well. So get ready for that. Take out your coffees. Sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. All right. So one of the first things I wanted to talk about today with you, Bradley, is just your role at the news desk and uh, about really the news desk in general. This is something new that's going on at Player Profiler within the last year, and it's incredible. So take the platform. Well, really, a lot of gratitude goes out. The primary gratitude goes out to to Matt Kelly and giving me this role. Uh, I spent a few months on the team uh, as a partner in the podcast partnership in Best Bell Fantasy. And uh, then Matt called me up during the summer and said, hey, Bradley, I've got this idea. We've been looking to launch this news desk, and we think you'd be a great fit for it. And I said, I don't know, maybe. And he's like, you were the one who brought me that Rico Dottle was the RB2 for Dallas when everyone was in on Malik Davis. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, Matt, if you put it that way. <laughs> and so I talked with Theo, talked with Matt, and we've hit the ground running ever since. So we have about 20, 25 uh, writers or video content creators in the news desk. You can go subscribe. I'm sure Jason will add the YouTube channel for you yep. to subscribe there. Um, and maybe he'll even put this on the news channel as well. That would be that would be something special. Ooh. But at any rate, uh, there's a lot of awesome things. And uh, it, Player Profiler is known for searching for players. And so mm. you can go to playerprofiler.com and you can search for any of the players um, and you will most likely find a news blurb about that player, especially we just did a fresh uh, set yep. of news items for all of the Kansas City and San Francisco players going into the Super Bowl. We wanted to make sure that those players had blurbs, but throughout the season, whether that was injuries, mm -hmm. demotions, whether there were trades in the offseason, free agency signings, we are preparing. We've actually got. Um, Johnny and Brendan and Mike who have been crushing it when it comes to 
all of the content that they've been helping to facilitate out and also creating themselves. So shout out to those three in particular for all the hard work that they've been putting in and doing the editing of the blurbs, making sure that they look good, tweeting out all of that, tagging all of the authors. So if you're interested in contributing to the news desk as well at Player Profiler, you can reach out to me or Seth dewald or theo greminger and they will direct you ultimately back to me who will do periodic trainings for you making sure that our news is up to date uh, we as i said have 20 25 content creators who are putting out nerds blurbs we've typically split them up between divisions so that way that there is a focus mm -hmm. for each of the news desk co content contributors and I'm really excited for what's going to be coming up because Player Profiler is coming to the NFL Draft. And we already have a plan in place for how we're going to handle the rookies. So all of the rookies are going to have news blurbs that night on the draft because right. we're going to be prepared. We're going to be ready. And all we need to do is, boom, add a couple updates and we're going to be ready to roll for the NFL Draft because I will be in downtown Detroit um, you know, I live 25 minutes outside the city. I'm really excited for right. seeing Matt and Theo. And I think there's like going to be a dozen player profiler people, uh, mm -hmm. descending upon Detroit, Michigan. So a lot of things are, are awesome in the news desk. You can go to each of the players profile. You click on player news and you can see it there, or mm -hmm. you can go to playerprofilercom slash news. And just like the Roto Underworld news feed, you see yep. the Roto, uh, just like Roto World, you see yep. the Roto Underworld news feed. But what's even better about this, not only is there the player's profile picture there and a little bit of fantasy analysis along with the facts of what's happened, but also for many of these news articles, we have videos, player videos that go alongside with and coincide with <laughs> the paragraphs and the analysis that the author has written. And so that's just an extra dimension of quick boom, boom, boom. How am I going to react? They're in short form. So they are not long form. You do not need to spend three minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes listening to this video. It could be 30 seconds. It could be 60 seconds, but it's linked to the article in the feed. And so I'm really excited for that component as well. So a lot of fun, a lot of goodness happening in the news desk. And then there's a, a few other things that we're working on behind the scenes to continue to elevate the news desk here at Player Profiler. So shout out to Matt for ultimately giving the, and trusting me with navigating and directing this. Um, and then also Theo for his guidance, Billy, of course, for his support. And Jason, this platform to be able to share all of this. So thank you. Uh, to Brendan and Johnny and Mike, there have been so many uh, of of the entire team contributing. Jason, you contribute almost daily to the shorts that end up on the news uh, the news desk YouTube channel. So thank you for all of that. Uh, yeah, it's been an absolute team effort, and we've been crushing it. So thank you. Yeah, no, it, it's great stuff. You can, as you already mentioned, the website playerprofiler.com/news. We are kind of moving the profiler NFL Twitter account that a lot of you follow profiler underscore NFL. That's kind of tuning, turning into a news desk ish type place. Johnny's posting on there. Mike's posting on there. 
Brendan's posting on there. So you can find a lot of the news desk content over there, as well as the aforementioned YouTube channel that you can go search for right now, Player Profiler News. That's where a lot of shorts are coming out. And Player Profiler Today. Today. Today will be hosted there as well, moving back to seven days a week. Still hosted, of course, a few days a week by the great Jack Cavanaugh, mm, but some yes. new great faces as well hosting. And you are one of those hosts. So just really quickly talk about this change, the other hosts that are going to be with you uh, and just kind of, you know, the whole thing, the whole shebang. Yeah, I don't want to leave anyone out. So I feel like yeah. I like it was really bad, uh, you know, leaving. I know Toomey does one. I know Ahan does one. I, I There are a few others who are also contributing to make it yep. seven days a week. But this is ultimately Jack's um, Jack's work. And, you know, props to him because he has been crushing it for a long time. It's not mm -hmm. just been a couple weeks or, or even a few months of Jack Cavanaugh. No, Jack has been a staple here at Player Profiler with a lot of the content he's been putting out on the regular so uh yeah. mad props to him because he he has really taken this uh show and made it really consistent and people mm -hmm. are coming back uh time and again to it and so for it to be the flagship show for the player profiler news channel i think is giving license to um and seeing the ways in which that channel can grow from jack's baby into uh hopefully a family of video shows eventually that we'll look at but ultimately, like uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, this is this is his baby. And so, yeah. um, you know, it's my honor to be able to take one of the days. Uh, my day is Thursday. I have a Thursday because uh, because I also host stack hunters on Thursday. So I go seven o'clock to seven thirty player nice. profiler today. And then at eight o'clock on Thursdays, that's Eastern time. I do my best ball show for player profiler called stack hunters. And usually we bring on some best ball guests and do best ball drafts and talk best ball strategy and nice. ADPs and all that. I'm even working on my ADP article that's going to be coming out soon right now. But um, Thursdays are my day. This is the Stalder yep. day. And uh, and this is when Wake and Take is also going to be published, I believe. Yep. So Thursdays, you're going to get a full load of Bradley Stalder here yeah. on uh, on Thursday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Djibouti puns. So if you're interested in doing, doing that, following my content, but ultimately uh, player profiler today is a really unique show. It's 30 minutes and sure. happens at seven o'clock every day. And each of the hosts are going to bring forth their own personalities of what is happening in the news. And uh, we are at a time where a lot of the news is rumors, but right. I think how I'm approaching this and Jason, you gave you you had a video that you submitted to Player Profiler News. I haven't yet posted it because <laughs> um, I was at work all day, but um, I did watch it. And one of the things about right now is the rumor mill. Yeah. And you were in that video. I, I'm going to spoil it for everybody. You're identifying that ultimately in these rumors, there's kernels of truth that ultimately it's driving the reason that the rumors exist is because there is a fact behind it. And I right. think the key for right now is not necessarily speculating on where could this player be landing? Although we will do that later on in the show, but <laughs> like, that's the fun part. That's the, uh, but to be taken seriously for news, right? We want to have sources and we want quotes and we want, um, you know, beat writers who have insights into the team and the way in which uh, 
here's one of the things that we need to keep in mind. Teams are very intentional with what information they are sharing with beat writers. And if there is a drum beat, ultimately there is a fact or truth behind it. So, or analyzing the situation that a player enters in. So we'll get into some of those later and like, we can talk about those, but for me reporting on, um, uh, on facts or on what the the beat writers are saying is the part of the news that we will identify because that's what's going to shift our opinions. Um, to take a to take a step back, uh, Jason, when because uh, I I bring on news writers like every couple weeks or every month or so, and a, a common question I get is, what is news? Yeah what are we going to write news about? Right. And for me, my answer is if what is being said, in fact, changes our opinion about a player, then it is news. Mm -hmm. I think there are very, there are very few exceptions to that, but ultimately like that's usually the litmus test for, is this news? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot, especially, I mean, this type of year, you know, it might mean less what makes us change our opinion on a player. But ultimately, I mean, that does ring true. Uh, I mean, shoot, I remember last season on the fantasy football subreddit, uh, Jamison Williams posted to his Instagram story. He was eating a McDonald's cheeseburger and poured an Oreo McFlurry on it. And that made people not want Jamison Williams anymore. That's technically <laughs> news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it... Uh... <laughs> It should change our opinion. I mean, the Podfather would weigh in and say, "Yes, that's another beta move." But ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, uh, that should not change our fantasy analysis no. when it comes to you know, uh, or the Will Levis, you know, uh, dipping his you know, what the is it, coffee and mayo? Yeah, yeah that's not going to shift our opinion. But that's very funny. Uh, but it, it shouldn't shift our opinion on on uh players so yeah that's player profiler today 30 minutes yep my most recent episode was on saquon barkley and how jordan ronan had come on and said uh or he went on espn radio show and said that he ultimately expects uh the giants to not re-sign saquon barkley mm -hmm. and while that may end up being the case or not he went on the show and said it and I even looked later and evidently he had tried to backtrack his statements a little bit and like, you know, roll it back <laughs> because we're in this, you know, it's February. It was back February uh, 15th, you know, yep. uh, what, whatever, you know, but ultimately when you have a quote of a beat writer saying this of, especially someone of Jordan's, you know, gravitas, right. we listen to what Jordan run on is going to say. For sure. For sure. So maybe we'll talk about some other examples of that as I just kind of want to get your opinion on some of these hot topics going around this offseason as when I have a guest, it's a custom here on Wake and Take, as many of you in the audience know, we just let them give some of their opinions, some of their ideas on what's going around, especially right now when there really isn't a lot of news. I, I don't even know what we could talk about today, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I think actually, the only thing I've seen today are some more Justin Fields updates, which we'll definitely touch on in this segment. So we'll start things off with what happened yesterday. The franchise tag period has opened. 
the big players here are T Higgins, Michael Pittman, and then the Buccaneers offensive weapons, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. We'll start with T Higgins. What are kind of your thoughts on his situation? Yeah, it seems most likely that T Higgins is going to be re-signed or franchise tagged by the Cincinnati Bengals. I think he played poor enough or poorly enough to be re-signed this year. He did not price himself out. Um, And so when it comes to franchise tagging, it makes it, it it makes sense to keep the continuity, keep the band together. Uh, T Higgins was a player that last year I was out on and was not drafting a ton. And that was tough because when we knew the week 17 correlations, especially in the underdog streets, if you watch my stack hunter show, you know how important week 17 is in correlating and making sure you have the nuts to go off. And that's, you know, so oftentimes in like the FFPC, you would be drafting Kelsey at the one one and then Mahomes at the two twelve, and and T Higgins at the three one. And so Higgins was getting really high ADP. The problem was, is over the course of the last few years, he had never accessed those top five weeks that you really want to see from a player who's being drafted in the second round, especially those, those wide receivers. Cause you know, he was getting lumped in with the Jalen Waddles, Devonta Smith, T Higgins, like the wide receiver twos on their team who are very good. They're very good NFL players, but they, they struggled to access the elite ceilings on a consistent basis because they are playing kind of in that one B or two a, to the number one receiver on their respective teams. And so T Higgins, I think has played his way back into Cincinnati. I probably give it an 85 to 90% chance that he's back on the Cincinnati Bengals, a very, very strong consideration. And if you're drafting right now, February 21st uh, in the way too early best ball streets, you should be drafting with T Higgins returning to Cincinnati in mind. Yeah, I think that's the best way to look at it as things go right now, especially with the fantasy football lens. You're not going to want to draft a player that you're uncertain on the situation. So best way to look at it, if you're comfortable with him still being on the Bengals, build your team around that. Don't try to speculate anywhere else. Uh, And I'm with you. I think that he does return. I think that that probably means Tyler Boyd will be not returning to the Cincinnati Bengals. This is another wide receiver that they're, you know, pending on the free agency here. And the big question, I guess, becomes Joe Mixon. Uh, do you think that if they pull off the T Higgins card, any idea what they might do with him, even, or even a thought? Yeah, I had, I thought last year they were going to cut Mixon. Mm -hmm. And I think this year I'm a little bit more agnostic because the Bengals had all the opportunity to cut Joe Mixon. They had all the reason to the, I don't know, there was a domestic violence thing or he had to go to court or some, there was some issue with Joe Mixon that was rearing its ugly head last off season. And we also struggled with who's going to be the running back too. like Mm -hmm. Chase Brown was not a super prospect. Uh, Chris Evans massively disappointed. Samaje Pirine moved on. And so, you know, for this season, at least we did get to see Chase Brown have some nice efficiency metrics going into 2024. Uh, He led all running backs uh, who had, uh, there was a certain threshold. He led all running backs in yards per route run, get over four yards per route run. Um, He's got some nice dynamism, good speed. His player profiler comp is Darrington Evans. And uh, what could have been if Darrington Evans had stayed healthy, uh, yeah. but 
you know, the reality is Chase Brown, I think the the jury's still out for him. He's being drafted in about the 110s, 120s, like the ninth, 10th round of your best ball drafts. And for for where what we know right now, that's fine. Yeah. Um uh, but I also think if the Bengals move on from Joe Mix and they're gonna replace him, like I don't think it's gonna be Chase Brown being the RB one. I think that's a very unlikely scenario given his skill set. So I'm inclined to think I'd probably give it a 55, 60% chance that Joe Mixon returns to Cincy. I like that. I think that that's totally understandable. And I think I'm with you. I I I, I think that he probably returns given all of what happened last off season. That's still ultimately going with him. And then him still signing the cheaper contract to be able to return restructuring and everything. I think that he wants to stay in Cincinnati. I want to say he even came out like yesterday and said something about people saying he's not going to return to Cincinnati. And there's like, essentially you don't know anything. So we'll see how that unfolds. I think the Bengals are ultimately going to try to keep as much of that band together, especially with Joe Burrow season being cut short last year. They really do want to at least try once while that window's open. So we'll move on to Michael Pittman who I, 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 I mean, I think he's 100% back on the Colts next season. And I think it'll start with the franchise tag. But what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I've been hearing mixed things in the NFL rumor streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably peg it at a 50-50 right now okay. of whether um, whether they do re-sign him or not. And uh, look, at this point, you can't really trust where things are going. It doesn't make sense though, for the Colts to let him go. Like from a logic perspective, you're going to lose your number one wide receiver. This was a player who was wide receiver 22 last year in best ball value rating. Um, mm-hmm. He's clearly the number one. Um, Alec Pierce is garbage. Like, yeah. sorry, not sorry. Josh Downs yeah. is a nice piece, but he is a, a slot receiver. Uh, I think a year two maybe he can be what Elijah Moore was his rookie year. Like that's probably the ceiling ish for Josh downs. He's just not a big dude. Mm. And so, you know, for Michael Pittman, who is, uh, I think he's what six, four two fifteen, is a big wide, uh, big wide receiver. I, I think it makes sense for them to keep him, but the, the rumblings have not been as clear as we like them. Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson does come back from the shoulder injury. Um, probably going to want to continue to do that. But, um, you know, I don't anticipate a lot of change. Uh, but the rumblings have been pretty even in the yeah. in the Twitter streets right now. Yeah, I, they have been. I just think ultimately this franchise tag, letting the Colts kind of have this one more season to A, see if Michael Pittman is the alpha that he's, you know, starting to become. If Anthony Richardson can unlock his ceiling or if he will still play himself into injury. And so I think that that one year on the franchise tag, while it being a lot of money, does afford the team a lot of flexibility for the future. I think it will be wise for them to do it. And with Michael Pittman agreeing to sign it, understanding that it's a decent bit of money already coming out and saying that, I think that it helps. And I think ultimately they'll figure out some way to to get this ball rolling, to get him back in Indianapolis, because I don't even know what the answer would be if it's not Michael Pittman. So I mean, there there's uh, another wide receiver that could be on the market. Uh, that's next. Do you like how I segued that Jason? Yeah. You like Very nice. Your, your Very transitions. Nice. I'm already thinking Mike ahead. <laughs> Mike Evans. Yes. And, and we'll tie in Baker Mayfield too, since it's on the show sheet. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield 
if I'm picking one who's most likely to return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think it's Baker Mayfield. I think he is more likely to return than Mike Evans. I don't think it's even. I think that Baker Mayfield was treated very well in Tampa. He was given a fair <laughs> shot uh, of being successful, and he came out on top significantly over Kyle Trask, which, you know, uh, it was never a competition. Baker Mayfield, number one, former number one overall pick, highly competitive, won the locker room. And I think the you're already hearing some numbers about three years, 75 million uh, in the in the Twitter streets. Obviously not um, not a lot of money and mm-hmm. still uh, they're able to re-sign some other players. But the, the other piece is Mike Evans is expected to command a significant amount of money in the free agency streets. And we kind of passed the deadline of Tampa Bay getting a $7 million discount on re-signing Mike Evans. So if they do, they're going to pay, essentially pay a tax of re-signing the veteran who has not yet had a season without 1,000 receiving yards. He's been an absolute dude. And you know, Jason, a couple years ago, I was like, I'm out on Mike Evans. Uh, he was a player that was getting barely a 20% target share and was making his living down the, down the field with a Tom Brady who could not really throw the ball uh, that well down the field. Check down Tom right by the, by the end. Rashad White and Leonard Fournette were both fancy relevant in the passing game. But... When it came to Mike Evans, the existence of Baker Mayfield uh, was a resurgence. It was. And so we're looking for, if if there's an opportunity for Mike Evans to re-sign, I think getting Baker Mayfield back on is the only pathway. I don't think Mike Evans returns to Tampa without Baker. I think that makes sense. I just, I when I when I was first looking into this offseason, and what the Buccaneers could do with this. I really just in my gut thought that they'd use it on Mike Evans. I felt that Mike Evans would want to return to Tampa. I felt that they didn't want to leave him go. And I felt that that was a reasonable amount of money to pay an aging wide receiver. But like you mentioned, hasn't had a year under a thousand yards. That's going to be a hot commodity on the market. He's probably going to, and deserves more than what the franchise tag gets him. So all the best to him. And I, and I hope he can end up getting a Super Bowl ring. I do want to touch on Baker Mayfield as uh I think this could provide a nice segue potentially. He's now becoming, if he leaves Tampa, which I think ultimately with you, he does return. I think that that 3 million 75 makes a lot of sense. Don't think he's worthy the $36 million roughly of what a franchise tag is for a season. He's not up there. So I think that that'd be a decent contract he could return. But if he leaves Tampa, he is now the favorite among a bazillion other quarterbacks to land in Atlanta. Uh, so that's <laughs> so that's where Baker Mayfield is at now. If he's leaving Tampa, he's expected to go to the Atlanta Falcons. What are your thoughts on that? Very briefly. And then I would like to move on. Yes, I think that would be wheels up for a lot of our uh, Atlanta fantasy football mm-hmm. players. Um, I I want to hold off on the specific Atlanta speculation until we get yep. later in, but that would be very good for mm-hmm. the Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, the entire offense. Baker Mayfield knows how to run an NFL offense. And mm-hmm. uh, Raheem Morris comes across as a guy who has the dog in him. 
And yep. I think that meshes pretty well. The competitive spirit matches Baker Mayfield's pretty well. So I'm thinking that that could be a good fit. Uh, yep. Not just in real life, but also in the fancy streets. Yep. No, I'm with you. And I, I couldn't have said it any better myself which will move us on to every other quarterback that is a favorite to land with the Atlanta Falcons, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. Uh, basically, as we started the show, there's a kernel of truth in every rumor, everything that's building. And the big kernel of truth is the Falcons are probably getting a quarterback. The Steelers are probably getting a quarterback. And there are some other ones out there, but those are the two big ones right now. So we'll start with, let's just go with Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think I'm in the camp. He returns to the Vikings, but what are you kind of seeing? How, how do you look at the situation? Yeah, I'd give it probably 75% chance that he returns to the Vikings. The Vikings are familiar with his rehab so far right. during, uh, during the season. And it just makes sense for him. He's loved by the organization and by the city. Um, there's a lot of love for him, not only by all of those pieces, but also Justin Jefferson has a great affection for Kirk Cousins. And so for him to return, and especially given the context of the injury, right? It was mid-season Achilles injury, which right. Jason, if we take a step back five years ago, Donta Foreman had an Achilles injury and it ended his career. You know, Arian Foster had an Achilles injury. It ended his career, nearly ended his career. But no, Donta Foreman actually worked his way back. And yeah. now we have Cam Akers who worked his way back until, you know, he tore his ACL. And then, you know, and then, <laughs> and then you have Aaron Rodgers who, yeah. you know, I, I know people love to take their dunks and shots at Aaron Rodgers, but he was able to get onto a field and throw some passes in, in practice or whatever. <laughs> And he made it close. Mm -hmm. And so if Kirk Cousins gets a longer time to get ready, you know, without the fanfare, because Rodgers was on the McAfee show, he was getting in the headlines. I mean, that's just the New York press for you. Right. Um, Cousins is going to spend his time doing his rehab and working his way back and probably calling up Rodgers saying, hey, like, wh what did you do to, 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 fit, to bend your Achilles? But I think it makes sense for everyone involved. It is a going to be a low-risk move for the Vikings to return Kirk Cousins and then draft a quarterback. I That's could true. see a Michael Penix being drafted there. Mm -hmm. I could see a, a J.J. McCarthy being drafted. Like Those are the types that they would probably target. And I think a McCarthy-Kirk Cousins could be very interesting for Cousins if he's able to come back. They sign him to a one-year deal or a two-year deal or a one-year with a second-team option, you know, something yeah. like that, um, with a little bit of guaranteed money, but not a ton to because of the injury. And if McCarthy shows out, fantastic. If he doesn't show out, you still have a veteran quarterback who's here, you know, in and is loved by the city and and has good chemistry with your your top pass catchers. So I think Kirk Cousins re-signing is most likely, and I think that they'll still address the quarterback position elsewhere as well. I really like the idea of a Michael Penix, maybe a Bo Nix. I think one of those two, one of the guys that just took forever to kind of get going at college, take another year to soak in the NFL level. They became prolific after you know taking their time. I think that that would be a good place for them and a good offense. So, so I know that that's speculation, but now that you've said it, it makes me want it. 
So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you, you put the nail on the head. I think ultimately Kirk Cousins, while there is disagreement right now about how much money the Vikings want to give him, I think that his agent is probably out there finding out that no one's going to offer him any much more money than the Vikings are. So I think that that is probably where we're going to land. The two quarterbacks that are probably not returning to their team, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson. I'll just ask blankly, do you want to speculate on either of them? <laughs> are you tired of hearing about it? or And then which one would you like to talk about? So I think Justin Fields will get traded. Okay. There's been a strong drum beat for him fetching a second round pick and like a fifth round pick. That's mm -hmm. what I'm seeing pretty consistently in, in the Twitter streets. Um, just today, the Vegas Raiders were tied to him, supposedly showing interest. All of that is, you know, once again, speculation. But um, with Fields, he could go any number of ways. And I think it would be a, a good fit wherever he lands because he's in a place that would want him. You know, ultimately, like, and paid a decent price. We think about a couple of years ago um, when the Arizona Cardinals moved on very quickly from Josh Rosen. They drafted Kyler Murray instead, and mm. they were barely able to get, you know, a day three pick in return. Fields has proven that he can manage an offense. He can get the ball to his number one guy. Um, and I think we are, we're forgetting that he has to unlearn some bad habits that Matt Nagy allowed him to get either get away with or didn't prepare him for in his rookie year. And it's taken years. And like we've seen fields improve every year. That's just a fact. He's not been a, a, a super quarterback. He's not MVP level, but coming out of Ohio state, he was one of the most accurate downfield passers coming out of college and he could run to like, this is a, an unrefined Jalen hurts. Imagine him getting on a coaching staff that knows how to use this guy. Like if he was on the Colts instead of Anthony Richardson, we're talking about wheels up. Right. And as a complete aside, Anthony Richardson is in, I think he's probably one of the better bets to be the quarterback one overall staying If he stays healthy for 2024. So yeah. At any rate, I think that's yeah. he, needs, he needs to find some. I think you know ultimately it's going to come down to what is the coaching staff going to use, and I think that's an underrated um, part of quarterback success. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes we talk about, oh, does he have this skill set? Does he have the arm? Can he make the reads? Can he move? Be mobile in the pocket? All those things are valuable, but what is the coaching staff preparing him to do? And that's why I think a lot of these very early drafted quarterbacks who are drafted in the second, second overall, third overall, fourth overall, who have busted like the Sam Darnolds of the world. Yeah. They just have been thrown to the wolves too quickly on a bad coach, badly coached team that have lacked talent. And one of my fears is that Bryce young, for instance, is going to have to unlearn some of those things. We'll talk about Bryce young later, but going to have to unlearn some of these bad habits or uh, be more courageous in fear because you're going to get hit or you're not going to be able to make the plays. Your confidence is hurt that you can't make the throws anymore. Uh, it's very much a psychological side that the coaches are trying to, you know, coach him up. So I think that's, it's going to take a coaching staff that's able to work with fields to get him elevated or he will fade out of the NFL in the next three years. 
Yeah, no, it's a, this is a big moment for him. And I, I am with you ultimately that just the belief that a team that is going to trade for him will want him and know how to utilize his skill set. So I'm really excited no matter where he goes, hoping it's the Falcons. I've been trading for Justin Fields wherever I can. I've been buying Justin Fields rookie cards. I really do think this is rock bottom for his value, at least for the next couple seasons. It could go further, you know, if he totally collapses, but I think we'll at least see some fantasy points next season and probably another. The big concerns with him has always been his real football stuff, but we saw it at Ohio State. I think it's eventually going to get unlocked. And uh, the Bears coaching staff was just not not good for him, uh, plain and nope. simple. So we're going to move on. We're, there's plenty of offseason hot topics out there for sure, but I want to move on and just kind of get your thoughts on some players that we could probably trade for in our fantasy football leagues. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I, You have a few here. Just give me two of these guys that you think their situation will be improving this offseason and why we should be going out to get them. Well, I'll just briefly mention Bryce Young. I think Dave Canales has proven that he is the quarterback whisperer. Look what he did with Geno Smith. Look what he did with Baker Mayfield. And now third time is going to be the greatest of charms with the former number one overall pick in Bryce Young. I think Dave Canales, I'm getting Bryce Young everywhere in like the last rounds of the drafts. And that's the right price tag uh, near the end of drafts. He's still a starting quarterback. He's got job security and the, the, Panthers can't get any worse than what they were doing last year. So buy buy some Bryce Young. Um, I'll spend a little bit longer on Christian Watson because I am Green Bay, baby, through and through. Go, pack, go. Uh, In fact, the the jersey behind me is a Robert Tunyon one that Billy Muzio bought for me uh, after I identified Tunyon as a breakout player in the nice. offseason before his double digit touchdown season so billy was nice. like you help me win some money i'm gonna reward you with thanks billy you know it was great shout out to you billy muzio uh <laughs> but i think that christian watson is a buy low call me too stupid to quit but watson was not healthy throughout all of the preseason with all of the preseason reps And even into the first couple games of the season, he did not play. And then he finally came back. um, I think it was the game against the Raiders, uh, whether it was week three or four, somewhere around there. And he barely missed like a 60 yard touch, 70 yard touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he was, uh, he was a horse, uh, horse collar tackled near, uh, near like the five yard line. And it would have completely changed the narrative. And then he gets hurt because of that, that bad tackle. And then, you know, he's, he's get gets hurt throughout the middle of the season, but then he gets healthy for like this three game stretch and he just starts spiking. He has a couple big games um, and then he gets injured, you know, right at the end of this game, a stupid knee injury that costs him. Why am I saying that this is a big deal? Uh, two reasons. One is improved chemistry with Jordan Love. We know, he knows, everyone knows that Jordan Love is the quarterback now for the Green Bay Packers. Is probably going to be for some time. And second, everyone's like Christian Watson, health. This guy can't stay healthy. He's got legs made of glass, soft tissue issues, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The Packers fired their strength and conditioning coach this offseason. It okay. can't get worse for Christian Watson. The number one thing that they're going to do is try to keep Christian Watson on the field because mm. he is a game changer. Jaden yeah. Reed brings a whole dimension to the game. 
Romeo Dubs, respectable receiver. You know, you've got Dontavian Wicks, who came on strong near the end. But Christian Watson is the game-breaker for the Green Bay Packers. You can get him for a mid-second, maybe a late second. Depends on how tilted that other dynasty manager is. Uh, yeah. Christian Watson is going in the same range as Romeo Dobbs, but no, they don't have the same upside. No, Christian Watson, whew, <laughs> like he could, he could break games and break weeks for you, especially in best ball streets. I think Watson's going after pick uh, number 80. Mm-hmm. No, like it's late. Like, we've seen what Jordan love can do. So go get yourself some, Christian Watson. And then my last bit is uh, just buy all of the Atlanta Falcons, Kyle Pitts, Drake, London, Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Give me all of that. Yeah. Uh, Drake London's being drafted like wide receiver, 27 wide receiver, 29 dude commands targets. He's the number one receiver. And when Raheem Morris was asked, well, what are we going to do to, what are you going to do to improve the, the Atlanta Falcons offense? The first words that came out of his mouth was Drake London. <laughs> yes so drake london is going to be the focal point of the atlanta falcons and all we're waiting on is a quarterback because once that domino falls yep. drake london's price goes way 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 up um he was a top you know he's top five pick in the nfl draft he was a top rookie pick when we were drafting them uh way back a couple years ago in 2022 2022 so Get yourself some Bijan, some Drake London, even Kyle Pitts. I know there were some quotes that came out today about Kyle Pitts and blocking, and you know Kyle Pitts is not good at blocking. Don't. It's all that's all smoke. Go buy some Kyle Pitts. Go get some Kyle Pitts. We actually talked about that quote on yesterday's Wake and Take show because the full quote was he's going to do a lot for us in the passing game, but we're excited to try to unlock what he could do in the run game. So the full quote was actually probably really good to hear that they want to fully utilize Kyle Pitts, but everyone runs with a small point. Uh, and that's just what happens here in the offseason. I did just want to touch on one thing you said about Christian Watson, and that's just the injury-prone scare. Everyone listening, players are injury-prone until they're not injury-prone. Use it while you can. Christian Watson is a game breaker, as said by Bradley Stalder. He's amazing. Love his athleticism. Jordan Love, Christian Watson, three touchdown games, at least five times a season going forward. Write it down. It's going to be beautiful. So I, I'm with on all of these buys, actually. So, right Jason, now. one other thing. The okay. um, Underdog Fantasy has their best ball mania tournament that's come out every year. Mm-hmm. This year, they added, if you win the regular season, most points scored through week 14, um, you also win half a million dollars. So I think it's $3 million for first place and half a million dollars if you win, because uh, it's a tournament setting. But yeah. then if you just score the most points out of anybody. Christian Watson showed up on both winning teams this year. Wow. Okay. And even with just his minimal impact, it just shows like, just getting a guy with those spike weeks can really, really help you. So that's why you you tune into Wake and Take for random stuff like that. But that's especially why you should tune into Stack Hunters tonight because mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be great. Uh, fantastic stuff as always. And it's the best time to do some drafts. I've, I've done a couple of those $3 best ball drafts when I've gotten bored. They're fun. I, they're, they're some, they're, so, so anyway, tune into that show. And I'll let you plug even more before we get you out of here. 
yeah make sure you guys are checking uh checking out my work on uh all the things player profiler uh you know i work on the news desk but also um you know, I've got Stack Hunters, Player Profiler today. I pretty much own Thursdays. If you tune in on Thursdays, I'm probably going to show up in your in your newsfeed for Player Profiler. So Thursdays are my day. Um, yeah, seven o'clock, Player Profiler today. Eight o'clock, Stack Hunters. And sometimes I'll rotate with new addition to Player Profiler, Dan Williamson. Shout out to Dan. Nice. He's at St. Martin's right now, probably uh, sipping some really fancy drink, kicking his feet up on the beach. Like, okay, Dan, love you too. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be great. And so check out Stack Hunters. I've got a ton of awesome guests. Ed DeLauder is going to be on later tonight. Uh, next week is Toyo. He won the FFPC Best Ball Playoff Tournament this past year. The week after that... Um, Oh, is uh, I, I I'm hoping Liam Murphy. I think I need to confirm with Liam. Uh, he won Best Ball Mania. Week after that is Jim Coventry. Week after that, Josh Larkey's coming on. Week after that, John Lobb is coming on. We've got a star-studded set of guests coming on to Stack Hunters, 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Player Profiler channel, and of course. Jason, it's so great to be joining you for Wake and Take. I am not like I don't podcast in the morning because you know I <laughs> I I do my full time job outside of that. But uh, it's been absolutely great tonight uh, podcasting with you for the morning. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining me. This was a ton of fun to chop it up with you. And maybe you know tomorrow morning you can sit back, relax, and watch how you did. <laughs> Oh, Bradley shouldn't said that, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, in the you, chat, like, oh, this idiot. Yeah. What is he talking about? Christian Watson, you know, <laughs> uh, it's great. Well, thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Uh, make sure you're following all the things uh, Jason Alwine. He crushes, um, you know, in all of the player profiler streets, all the things that he touches turns to gold. So make sure you guys are checking him out. We can take, make sure you guys are uh, you know, tuning in every day that Jason is on. Uh, like, of course, the video, subscribe, and uh, that's that's how th the YouTube algorithm works, guys. So make it happen. Yes. You all have a terrific Thursday, a wonderful rest of your week. Peace. <laughs>